This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, and others with topics that will pique your curiosity. I'll be your host, Taj. Like a pen of mine, giving my all like the father that sacrificed his only. Put all my time in this rhyme and living off rice aroni. This hardest life is lonely, keeping up image. I seek to replenish and sabotage these beats when I'm finished. Y'all be dancing with the devil like his feet ain't in rhythm. Isolating God's children like his features ain't in them. See, that's the sickness. The master venture back to grab attention. Using fluids like the back of the class clowns in detention. Uh, y'all should be honored. I'm passing passionate prose. Black and looking spectacular. Giving back to my own, I've been detached from the throne. I ain't trying to be nobody king. Y'all be selling hope with false modesty like promise rings. You in the struggle and fight for your life. I battle depression when grinding all night. Haters' expressions they dragging you through the fire. Just keep it moving and shining your light. Caught in the loop between shooting hoops and pursuing dreams. Today I'm talking with Jay Nolan. He is an MC representing Atlanta, Georgia. We'll be talking about his album titled Rise of Atlantis. Jay Nolan, welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Thank you for having me, man. I'm glad to be here. Hey, appreciate you. Hey, so let's kind of jump into it. Just want to get some of your, the background as to what made you want to pursue music. What specifically influenced you to become an MC? Um, it was my brother. He um, He's five years older than me. So I was about eight. He was 13. He was already doing music. And, like, he basically challenged me to um, try it out as well. And um, it kind of just stuck with me over time. I just kept pursuing the craft. He was he was pretty nice? Yeah, he's, he, still, he still rhymes as well. Okay, um, okay. You know, he does it more as a hobby, whereas I, I kind of picked it up trying to pursue it more on a professional level. But, yeah, he's always been nice with it. Well, that's dope, man. That's dope. Um, so, you know... Um, Atlanta is like definitely like a powerhouse for like mainstream hip hop these days. And right. I guess you being raised in, in Atlanta, uh, what would you say uh, contributed to the uh, music being where it is today in Atlanta? And do you think it's doing a good job of like representing the sound of MCs in Atlanta or is something missing? Um, well, I mean, I, I think there's I think there's always been elements of what we hear now from Atlanta, like um, going back in, in history to the to the early early nineties. We we were basically piggybacking off of my, Miami and Two Live Crews, like mm. doing bass music, and Outkast were the ones that changed the narrative when they came out as like real MCs. So right. when they came out, that was really like the introduction of Atlanta rap, like really rapping. Yeah. That's what piqued my and interest. And Goody Mob, of yeah. course. Oh yeah. yeah. And Goody Mob. So, yeah. And, yeah, for sure. So Goody Mob, Outkast, 
And then we had, you know, a few key players after that where Youngblood's in their first project. And we had the group called Jim Crow that a lot of people forgot about. But they were, like, really legit MCs that had, like, videos on BET, Rap City, and stuff mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. But um, as Lil John came up, and he was, like, affiliated with all those acts, but he had, you know, he had always been around, but he was in the bass scene. So he kind of brought that feeling back, but did it in a new way and created that whole crunk thing. So I feel like the whole crunk era is basically what we're hearing now in a, in a new way. Mm. Do you think we're missing anything from Atlanta? I'm, uh, I, mean, I, I yeah. definitely feel like um, we're not represented on the whole because there's a, um, there's a lot of great MCs out here, you know, including myself. Yeah. But um like you know we get glim- we get glimpses of of that though like with uh earth gang and jid being right. signed to dreamville and they have the platform now um so i feel like there is a space where people are coming to realize that there's more to atlanta than just trap music and right. club music but it's just a process and everybody that's contributing to that narrative just has to stay diligent and keep working Right. I totally agree with you because, you know, I, I grew up in New York and New York's known for having all different types of facets and styles with yeah. seeing. But Atlanta does, too. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's really, uh-huh. really uh, has a lot of eccentric and eclectic MCs as well. But right. like, like you said, they're just showing that genre. And I think I, I agree with you. I think as time goes on, because Atlanta's big hub for music and it's also a big hub for like movies i mean it's really come becoming yep. like an entertainment powerhouse so uh i definitely believe that sort of like you you, you as an mc when i hear you i, I wouldn't i don't think that i don't think the lana sing you know what i mean right <laughs> you know <laughs> but but i could see how it can be the lana sing you know because yeah hip-hop is everywhere and it's just good that uh someone like you shows that they're there is a different style out there. Absolutely. Yeah. So so let's talk about the album, Rise of Atlantis. Okay. Why'd you name it that? Um, that actually uh what we just talked about really contributed to it. I feel like um there's a whole other side that people don't currently know about, especially the new generation of hip hop fans that don't go back and research what's already out there. Yeah. Um, you know, when you say you rap and you're from Atlanta, automatically people go, okay, <laughs> trap. Yeah. Or you're going to be doing the Migos flow or, yeah. you know, whatever. Just basically, I mean, everybody's doing it now from everywhere. So it's just right. like, that's what it is. Like if you rap, they just expect that. So I wanted to basically pay tribute to the people that laid the foundation for us even have a platform in Atlanta Mm. and try to, you know, not necessarily reinvent their sound, but just bring that energy and that consciousness back to where people can say, okay, there is something else going on down there. Let me look into that. Right. Right. And I wanted to kind of, you know, be a catalyst for that change. Not to say I'm going to be the one that does it, but I want to put my, my bid in for it. Right, right, and that's 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 just as good. That just shows other MCs that hey, oh, you know, that, that it can happen here, you know. So that that's yeah. good, absolutely. So you you got a song in there called Django. 
Ten years, put it on the line Started on corners, stepping harder times Chasing the gold of some Jabos, waiting for the vine Snapping the moment, we was rapping to capture the moment And nowadays, it's like I'm trying to rehash the components Back for atonement, getting back to my homies We grinding from back of the coat to sack the trap We disowned it, I'm in it Why spirits plaguing my mind, got me so confused Shooting the breeze, sipping wine, lit a open fuse That's why I never got into drinking and smoking Instead of leaning and talking, y'all inner demons exposed that I'm writing, trying to plead with my brothers for their behavior Cause when you hit your teens, you desperately need a savior Renegades that been astray, can't talk to mama Cause when you see they homes, you see that's who brought the drama That's why we honor the rhymes, cause they made a way out And I'm still trying to find it, day in and day out Let's get it Black horse, call me Django My mind still shining when the chain don't I ain't really stressing for the fame, no Making real music for the bankroll Black horse, call me Django My mind still shining when the chain don't That's the chances of making it, but I'm happily taking it to the casket and grave as I dream. Been through the rain, but it's no evaporating my scheme. Been contemplating doing dirt so I can make it out clean. My life story don't unique at all. You from my block, you either trying to smoke some weed or ball. Likely it's both, cause the scholarship ain't enticing when your mama need help. Cooking chickens ain't talking Tyson, cause your father ain't there. We put our fears to the side, hopping vehicles and ride. You ain't gotta have an ego to get killed over pride, dog. You see the movies, must have thought it was fiction. Well, in that case, you see the news, it ain't hardly much different. Do you believe in predetermination? Can you imagine pest control without extermination? I gotta ask, cause when you living with the roaches and rats, it's hard to find peace, and that ain't just for growing up black. Check the economy. Black horse, call me Django. My mind still shining when the chain don't. I ain't really stressing for the fame, no. Making real music for the bankroll. Black horse, call me Django. My mind still shining when the chain don't. I ain't really stressing for the fame, no. Making real music for the bank, bro. Yeah. Can you count up all the cracks that's in your concrete? How many times you lose before you went on Wall Street? Blood on my hands from counting the innocent lives we lost behind these enemy lines of war for empires like Terrence Howard. Scouting for manpower to give us us free. My sentences describe sentences, violence collides, images sent from the ignorance back when they list us from trees. To Ellie Lynch, I read his manuscripts and flipped them with ease. Money don't come around. All I got is time to read these policies while all these rappers argue about discographies. I'm trying to seize moments. Holding on to my scrolls like archaeology. Give death is coming. I'm trying to preserve my essence like astrology. Now vibe with me. Grew up like a screw up where they threw up. Red and blue up through the sewer, got them shooters holding tools up. Spot the fold, lock and load, they sprouting out like tulips. Precipitates that eliminate the participation rumors. You just get low like anchor culture. Carry the toaster in their savage culture. Catastrophes bringing our families closer. Within the distance, witness memories rehashing. If anything, they had to remember me for my passion, especially in disasters. My positive thoughts produce courage in their cowardly hearts. Right from the start, I seen it clearly. Weaponizing my colony with ammo. If you feel misrepresented, take the time to change the channel. Uh. Black horse, call me Django. My mind still shining when the chain don't. I ain't really stressing for the fame, no. Making real music for the bankroll. Black horse, call me Django. My mind still shining when the chain don't. I ain't really stressing for the fame, no. Making real music for the bankroll. R.I.P. the bankroll fresh. Why did you name this song Django? <laughs> uh... The whole concept of Django was to basically play off the energy of the movie Django Unchained. Yeah. And like, because it was a movie that displayed a, a powerful slave. Well, he wasn't a slave, but he became a slave. Um, right. Black character that fought back and was able to retaliate and show 
that he was more than what anybody had um, thought of him. Right. And I felt like, you know, in so many ways, it's not that I wanted to create like a song to represent that movie, but I wanted a song to kind of uh, parallel between myself and that character where I feel like, and not just myself, but just people in general that, you know, have something to stand for and not letting anybody just walk o or run over them. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was a powerful song to make. And I feel like it was even more powerful because I did it on like a more mainstream type of production. Mm. And it's really translated well since the project has come out. Well, yeah, it's dope, man. Like you had a line in there. You were like, one in a million. That is the chances of making it. But I'm happily taking it to the casket and the grave with it. You know, yeah. when I heard the nine, it just made me think like, basically you're talking about knowing know, knowing that the odds are, are high to become a very high profile and prominent MC. What makes you accept those odds, you know, to, to, to keep going? Do you have like a timeline or an ultimatum, you know, sort of like Kanye's mom when she's like, you could do music for a little bit, but if you don't make it, it's time to go do something else. Like <laughs> what, what keeps right. you pursuing this? You know what I mean? Um, man, I wanted to quit like three years ago. Like I, I really felt like it was, I was just in a place where I kind of maybe reached my peak, which was a, a sad outlook because I really hadn't, I'd done some cool things as far as music goes. I had placements and stuff like that, but I was like, dang, is this it? Like, I'm just about to be the dude that rapped for a few years and that's it yeah so it was a very depressing moment and um during that time period another uh mc by the name of just thoughts who's also on the project you know we talked about it and he basically matched me he said well if you quit doing music i'm gonna quit too oh man <laughs> and it was like such a burden on me because he's a extremely talented person himself and i was like man like he's serious about this so if he feels that strongly about it he definitely doesn't want me to quit like mm-hmm. there's no reason why i should be and then i just had to change my perspective over time it was something i wrestled with as well what was that perspective you were like, wrestling with well it was the persp- it was two um things like on the negative end it was this ain't doing nothing for me. I've said everything that I wanted to say and nobody heard it or not enough people heard it. Um, but then on the other end, it's like there's so much more for me to do. And if I quit and don't explore that, then it's really my fault. Mm-hmm. So I wrestled with those two things. And now I feel as though like I know that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I don't have a necessarily a timeline on it yeah i do have goals set where i you know would like to knock certain barriers down within a certain amount of time but it's not necessarily a make or break if it if it doesn't look like this within a year i gotta stop you know it's right. more so like you know what no i'm gonna make something happen right. it's more it's more so along the lines of that now like it doesn't matter what nobody else has to say like i know I'm now comfortable saying that I'm like really good. I used to feel uncomfortable to even embrace that. Like I knew I was good, but I as an MC, like ah, you gotta embrace that, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like, 
on an MC level, I could say it on songs. Yeah. But you know, when somebody comes up to you in person and it's like, yo, you're really good. Like you don't want to be like, yeah, I know. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, <laughs> so then I had to like really evaluate like, man, I really put in like a long time to become like good at this. Yeah. And if I don't push that and exhaust every possible resource that I can along the way, then I have no reason to quit. Right. Right. Well, uh, I'm glad that you 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 you're keeping it going because I, I've heard I heard this before from other MCs and I think a lot of them started to realize, you know, one perception was I'm gonna be high profile and be rich and famous. Yeah. But some of them just came to realize there's nothing wrong with being a working MC. You know, you can that you, too. You know, do it on both sides. I meant some can let go and just su- support themselves off the music. You know, humbly. Uh-huh. Some like to do it and have a nine to five. And if it blows right. up, it blows up. If not, they still are able to pursue that, that hunger that they have. Cause a lot of them know that if they quit, man, they're going to regret it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it's like a, something you put that much energy and time and like, you really passionate about it and you just give it up. Like there's a big void that that's going to leave. It's going to be a feeling of emptiness. Right. Yeah. You, you you have to you have to feel that with something and if you don't have anything to put there it's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. Up around blam blams, watching Jason chop down bodies from handstands. Buff bag weller in the mirror, no bam bams. Rolling in transams like Onyx with slam dance. The modern day Nas with occasional southern twang. My homie took more shots to the head than Club Lang. We far from lovers lane. The gap cocked back like a tranny. Catching attitudes quicker than a brat with a nanny. They take a bet to your camera. Smash whips like a street fighter bonus. You catch elves like our beat is a bonus. I see my opponent is scoping. Speak with all this emotion. I think it's all the devotion to eat. Seeds like it's copious. My coping mechanism is knowledge itself. Wisdom of where I stand and how to stock up this wealth. Corporations putting stocks in jail. They try to lock us inside. I'd rather stock up a shelf and let my shockers prevail. Butch Cassidy, you're rapping emphatically, grammatically. In a league where nobody could battle me, it's hardcore. Flip like parkour. Snapping on tracks like cartilage in the arm bar. They love the style. I seen the biggest dudes get broken to pieces. Gats hanging out the window with stolen caprices. Then they call the police. This crime scene is egregious. Naughty mama calling for the preachers. Give us grace. Give us grace. Give us grace. Give us grace. My homie had guns, I only seen in John Woo flicks Learned to stash the rocks in his little brother glue sticks Pocket full of stones like Chad Butler He was doing dirt while we was doing the end level With jelly on bread and butter Ricky from Toledo had the nine in his paws Husky dude eating dinner on his dining room floor He kinda looked like Fat Joe with some cornrows South Pole sweater, his heart cold as the North though Back when do-rags was color coordinated They was in negotiations I'm too contagious like Barry Sanders, my mama hated The next door before we walked to the bus Jehovah 
over witness, brother, don't got touched We heard the chrome got bust, the tires screeching Echo ruined my entire weekend On top of that was 9-11, what a somber evening So many problems and I never spoke I guess it's time that I reveal it Let me clear my throat, give us grace Give us grace We just played the song, Give Us Grace. What What are you hoping to shed light on with this song? Um, Give Us Grace was, well, for one, it, it's, a, it's a rundown of a, a series of events that took place um, around the time I was probably seven, seventh, eighth grade, around the time 9-11 took place and a lot of other stuff that happened. Um, and it was just basically a, a glimpse at my neighborhood at that time. Um, and using that because the same things go on in so many other people's neighborhoods and like, of course, the violence and the things that go on yeah. um, can be looked at like, oh, y'all don't want to do nothing for yourselves. You yeah. just want to kid everybody, you know, but it's like, you'll give some grace because you don't know the circumstances that led, or you might know, but you probably don't know the nuances of the circumstances that led to it. So that's where the grace comes in. And I feel like just on a, um, another level in my dealings between being like a hip hop artist and some people over time have uh, associated me with Christian hip hop Mm -hmm. because of the messages in my music. Yeah. Um, some people say, well, if you're going to be on this side of things and you say this, um, you're disqualified from being looked at in a certain way. Yeah. And it's like, well, if I'm sharing my reality, yeah. Then what's off limits. Right. I think, I think that's, uh, you know, there is some, some Christian rap artists that are dope, man. I I, I ain't going to lie, but uh, just knowing that I've heard that before, like, if you kind of sway off that message that you're kind of cast out, which is mm-hmm. not really Christian like to me, but exactly, you know what I mean? I mean, the, 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 the words that a lot of hip hop artists are saying is talking about the marginalized of, of, exactly. of the community. And you, you're telling, nah. <laughs> but, yeah. And I think, and I think if, if somebody really evaluates it, and listens to the heart of the person can know what's like just like a, a caricature of the situation and mm-hmm. somebody that's really voicing a, a real emotion and sentiment behind it. Like, I think there's, there's a definitely a line there and, and sometimes people don't want to um, do the work to figure that out. They'd rather just, like you said, cast people out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, Knowing knowing the song kind of talks about growing up in a stressful environment, what 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 uh-huh. what, what is it about hip hop that like contributed to you not like falling victim to the to the obstacles you know that are that are in place to to hinder us as black men? Like what 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 was yeah. it about hip hop? Um, hip hop honestly gave me something to do. Mm, yeah. Um. So like. 
during that time period, I was like fully immersed into hip hop. Like I had hip hop, I had a basketball and I had a PlayStation. So all covered. Um, huh? I said you all covered. Yeah. So <laughs> that was, that was like, but over time, like, all right, basketball, I didn't make the team. Hmm. And I, I was preparing to like go hard during the summer and like, all right, they didn't pick me this year. Um, going into the freshman year of high school, I broke my leg playing basketball. Oh, I got man. tripped out of the air. Yeah. Wow. And so I had to sit down and I just listened to hip hop that whole summer. Like every CD that came out, um, Get Rich or Die Trying, Diplomatic mm-hmm. Immunity, stuff mm-hmm. like that. I really had to like sit down and just do kind of nothing. It was between video games and, and music at that point. And I was already involved with music. And I was frustrated that I was sitting down, so I just started writing more and more, like, obsessively. Wow. And by the time I went back to school, I had um, completed a whole notebook of lyrics. I gave it to one of my homeboys and was like, man, let me know what you think, because I didn't have no input from anybody throughout the whole summer to say, well, this is dope, that's not. And he was like, man, I took this to every class and was just like spitting the lyrics and people was wondering <laughs> who said it. <laughs> and they were, they really thought it was from like actual songs. So oh, he was like, man, yeah. keep doing that. So once I started getting like more and more good feedback, it became not just something to do, but it was something productive for yeah. me. Yeah. And, you know, I, mean, I didn't want to lose that. I mean, hip hop would do it for you if you really get into it. I mean, I remember growing up, yep. I used to write too, man. You can get absorbed just trying to find that next word, that rhyme, or yep. create that 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 metaphor simile. Man, yeah, it's definitely yep. can do that for you. Um, in the song, you said my coping mechanism, my coping mechanism is knowledge of self, right? So, what yeah. what what do you do to build up your knowledge of self? Uh, I live in my head a lot, man. Um, so like, or at least I I used to, not so much now, but like, just, uh, I can look at a situation and like break it down in so many ways Mm -hmm. just from taking that extra time to actually do that rather than, um, looking at something and reactive and reacting emotionally or off the cuff is just kind of like taking moments to be like, okay, what is this situation? How do I feel about it? Um, and, you know, just kind of breaking down the different perspectives of um, how to kind of really interpret what's happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, was it happening to me? Is it happening because of me? Did I play a part in it? Like, so that's, I believe, where the whole knowledge itself thing comes in because now I'm starting to look at what role did I play, if any, to contribute to what's in front of me. I mean, have you always been like that or did, did something, like, trigger you to start, like, looking at um, situations like that? You know what I mean? I've pretty much always been that way because... I've always been an observant person. Like when I was younger, I was extremely quiet. 
Mm-hmm. People thought I was shy. I really wasn't shy. It was just that I looked at everything objectively. Like I used to have debates with um, my family and stuff over like dumb stuff as a kid. But mm-hmm. like, see, like, wow, this kid, what, what's up with this kid? Like, he's really thinking about stuff, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, you know, my other cousins and stuff, they weren't like disputing any of the stuff that I was. So. I think it's just something that's been within me forever. Yeah. Especially with, um, I think so the fact that I was forced to read a lot when I was younger oh, yeah. kind of played a part in that as well. And the, the, the cool thing about it was I was allowed to read whatever I want, mm. but I had to read. Like if I wanted to play a game, oh, all right, yeah. that's, <laughs> you're going to read for 45 minutes. I so. hated that. I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> Yeah, but I, but it played a a, a very yeah a very um, prevalent role in my life. Yeah, what what stood out to you? Any 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 book that really hit you the most and kind of influenced you? Um, I wouldn't. Well, okay, uh, not so much from my childhood, but when I got older, I sat down and read the autobiography of uh, Malcolm X. Oh yeah, and like. As a kid, I kind of, I don't know, I guess I had a lack of understanding of who he was because in school they always kind of pitted him against the the dream of Martin Luther King. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. You know, it was like Martin Luther King Jr. is the good guy, Malcolm X was the bad guy right. that, you know, wanted to shoot people. <laughs> so, <laughs> so when I actually looked into him and kind of seen the amount of uh, thought that he had put into the world that surrounded him. It kind of influenced me in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a dope book. I mean, I felt the same way. Like, you know, Martin's the angel, Malcolm with that X, he's like the demon when they talked about him in class. Right. <laughs> but then, absolutely, yeah, that was a definitely a pivotal book for me too. Absolutely. Welcome to the Fresh and Local Town Hall, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Got a special evening planned out for you. Uh, gotta go over some pertinent issues. Yeah. Mm. Now I mean, so many things going on in the world right now. A lot of things ain't being addressed properly. Yeah. Listen to the sound of my heart when it sings. My granny in nursing homes and that gurney with me Y'all might prefer to ditch me It ain't been sweet in my village since I was knee high When Shaq signed his deal with Reebok I was a youngin' with a bowl cut Living off a of cold cut Baloney in the fridge Chicken biscuits getting froze up Looking at my bros Weeping at it like the cold crush Chasing at the dreams I love them like yelling orange crush Woke up with a broken heart Noticed I was feeling entitled Convinced that my rivals was moving past Pursuing cash Boy, it's all about the Benjamins, right? They getting gas You ain't moving if the Engine ain't right, that's when I laugh Played a tortoise for a few years Perfecting my style, master my poker face Deep inside protecting my smack So many see the skill They see the shows and videos But they don't see the will to keep your control When sitting still, uh. What are they, what are they, what are they Listen to the sound of my heart when it sings, yeah What are they, what are they, what are they Listen to the sound of my heart when it sings, yeah What are they, what are they, what are they Sound so proper like the way the beats 
For no false worship, my thoughts merging Cause life expectancy reaching 30 ain't really planned Conservative mind grabbing the wheel with Jesus' hand I need guidance, nah, I need deposits and ventures to seek a profit I managed to keep it honest, for real I got homies from school that ain't never leave the city Stressing my essence for blessings, I'm trying to take them with me Ain't no more slaves in my lineage, stretching my pivot like Tory Lanez in the pickup game Sick of winter from pain, demolition, my premonition from living the shame Y'all be acting like activism, y'all ticket to Fame. I ain't gon' lie, I want private jets with a diamond set, diamond set with designer reps trying to find me the finest prince. But I ain't exchanging my soul to play in they clothes, dawg. They say the game's to be sold rather than told, y'all. So when you see my team winning, just remember what it took to even be a contender. Space heaters through winter, pitching in collectively to eat dinner, to being suited, similar to Jadena. We came a long way. What are they? What are just played the song heart singing what's this song all about uh once again very auto autobiographical piece heart singing um basically from the beginning i set the tone uh basically talking about when me and my mother went to go see my grandmother in california um and she was really sick on the verge of uh passing away and um it was the last time that I saw her like period. Like mm-hmm. we went to go see her. Cause I, we were, we lived out there for a little bit and, um, we went to go see her and everything was cool. And then, you know, we moved to Georgia and, you know, just kind of got swept up by life, but I never got to see my grandmother again after that. So, um, so that's just the tone of the song. And then from there, it kind of goes into my life living in Georgia from, um, living off of cold cuts, bologna in the fridge, chicken is being froze up. Um, that was my dad's house. Like he didn't cook much. So it was like, I got frozen food in there. That's what you could eat. You, you eat when you want to. Yeah. And it was kind of different because my mom was more so, um, you know, ask me if I'm hungry, what I want to eat. <laughs> and then <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm, my dad's back in in my life. You grew and up under like him, huh? Really, 
yeah it's like hey you're gonna survive like you got <laughs> you got it you got the you got the resources it's your choice to use it or not right kind of thing so so, so um, how did that how did how did it him doing that to you how did how did that how's that help you with hip-hop pursuing hip-hop um basically it gave me the space to even explore it Mm. i was i think that's the main thing because um my my parents are very different um at my mother's house it was you know i had a sense of freedom but she was still very protective. Mm-hmm. And when I would go to my father's house, it was more so like a free for all. As long as you ain't getting in no trouble, <laughs> yeah. you're good. <laughs> you know? So at my dad's, I had access to a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. But one thing I did have was music because that would be where me and my brother were listening to all the, the CDs that he already had, where he had DMX and Eminem and mm-hmm. all these different, you know, CDs that had the parental advisory stickers on them and stuff <laughs> that I had yeah. no idea what it was. So I had an opportunity to kind of live with that that right. stuff and kind of shape my taste in music at an early age. Right. So I didn't want to hear bow wow and stuff like that. even though i like them and yeah. i always appreciate them but like that's at mama's like, house i want i want to yeah i don't want to hear that no more like this is All right. this is what i want yeah <laughs> so um you said in the song uh they don't see the will to keep it controlled when sitting still break yeah. that down what do you mean there um well i feel like Music fans want what they want and they see you from the perspective of whatever they form and they don't really like veer from that unless it's, you know, people that kind of have a little bit of uh, psychological knowledge or something. Yeah. So like when people see you performing or a video of you performing or they see you have a music video out and, you know, that you're getting some kind of response from your work they start to perceive perceive you differently like oh you popping you doing big things but Mm. it's like okay you know i appreciate that but at the same time there's more to the story than that because um as an artist for every artist things move in waves Mm -hmm. so it's like when you have something new out and you have, you know, you've devised your plan and you can kind of get some press and things like that going in your direction. Like it looks like you're at the top of the world. Mm-hmm. And then the news cycle slows down for you because your project or whatever you have out isn't as new anymore. It's on to the next person right. and things slow down. And it's kind of like, all right, well, how do you sustain this? Especially being that you don't have the platform of somebody like Drake to just mm-hmm. come out with another song and steal that attention back. Right. It's like, all right, so I got to sit still for a minute. Not saying I can't do nothing, but I have to accept the fact that now I have to plan some more. Now I have to mm-hmm. get, you know, it's just like a, just accepting the fact that you don't have 
everything at your will. Right. But you do have the will within you to like make your situation change. It's just knowing where where you stand and and, and moving from that. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's dope. But people don't see that. They just see the content come out. Right, right. They don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. They just see all the Right. They don't know that, you know, during that down period you may have missed some bills or something like yeah. that. You just, they just don't know. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. So you had another line in there I was, I was trying to figure out. You said, y'all be acting like activism is y'all ticket to fame. What do you mean there? Yes. What do you mean? Um, I feel like there's certain people that notice, like, all right, there's, and it's a, it's a, um, it's a smart position to be in if you want, like, clout, as they say, right? So, like, there's people out there that notice that right now, activism, um, social awareness and things like that are, like, they're trends to a degree or like they're the hot thing. Like everybody is a revolutionary of some sort, which is great. Mm -hmm. But there are people out there that see that and say, well, this is my opportunity to get in on something while it's hot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just like rapping, just like sports or anything that can give you a certain degree of popularity and may sustain a living for you, you know, and I feel like there's also people out there like Umar Johnson and all of these different people that, you know, they're supposed to, supposed to be these black revolutionaries that stand for the people, but yet they're going back and forth with the people that they're supposed to be oh, yeah. unifying with, mm-hmm. you know, like I got more followers than you, <laughs> you're not doing it right. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy. Like pimping positivity in a sense, right? Yeah, pimping positivity. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah, you know the the funny thing about that, I, I that's I think that's what I, I think that's what you, I thought you were trying to get at. And as I was thinking about, it, I was like, is it wrong if people kind of want to ride the trend of positivity? Because for the longest and still going, people like to ride the other trend. You know that <laughs> doesn't put us in yeah, the, in the, a good the light. Issue, yeah, the issue of it is that, and this is where anything like. You can do something good, but what is the the intent and the heart behind it? Mm-hmm. Like a uh, a more relevant um, this like example would be like the Drake God's Plan video. Yeah, you know, like a lot of people have their different feelings about that. Like some people say, "Oh, he gave away a million dollars to people. That's excellent. That's great. How could you dispute that?" And then other people are like, "Well, he only did it." So that people would like them. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, like mm-hmm. we don't know the circumstance behind none of that. Like this is just a power play mm-hmm. to be more beloved by his fans. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows where he stands on that because he didn't say, but you know, so you really have no choice but to be like, well, I guess it was good, yeah. you know, yeah. but at the same time, you could be pimping positivity and you can use that as a, as a leverage to, to have the, to, to have whatever position that you're, you're aiming for without actually being that person. Right. You know what I hate? I hate when I, when I'm, when I'm on the blogs and I, I, I see a nice image of like maybe like a social movement that artists uses Uh as their cover, or I might see a video that's showing like, 
us during the civil rights or whatever. And then yeah. I'm lis- listening to the lyrics at the same time and they do not go together. I'm like, oh man, I, I've seen. Oh, like, what are you doing yeah. right now? <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that, man. That's that 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 is like pimp, really trying to pimp it. But you, you, you know, you, 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 we can see right through that. I mean, just to get people right. to watch, and then when if you're listening, you realize they're not saying anything connected to the video, and that just really right. bothers me, man. That does, and I, I think also in the song you um you talked about wanting the so-called finer things of life, but at the same time, not, not selling your soul. And this is, this is like a struggle with a lot of MCs and, and many unfortunately do sell their soul. Um, should we, should we shame these kind of MCs for trying to become rich by any means necessary or, or, Um, or, you know, no, I don't, I I wouldn't say shame anybody for that. Um, I just feel like as a, human being you're presented with a choice and one one thing that works for someone may not work for you i think that's ultimately what it comes down to like if somebody really wants it that bad and they you know so long as it doesn't hurt somebody else on their journey to doing it Mm -hmm. then by all means live the life that i guess you want to live yeah um well do you think do you think there should be any like principles or ethics in hip-hop or or should like hip-hop evolve without hindrance you know what i mean um i think there's ethics in everything Mm -hmm. and those that choose to overstep that for whatever they they want out of life or one out of that situation um you know if that's what it takes for you to get there then so be it but that doesn't that also doesn't remove you from ridicule or from people calling that out because right. it happened like you can't just be like well um well this is what i wanted you know it's like well there's certain things that do come with that and maybe you didn't think that far or maybe you don't care but people are going to feel some type of way about it and you know you got to live with that however you choose right right so so let's talk about some things outside of, of your music okay are you what this is called books beats and beyond so i'm always asking what what books are you reading right now or or articles or whatever um and you already shared that malcolm x was a big um book that impacted your life but is there anything else you're yeah. reading right now or have just read recently that you might want to share with us um I haven't been the most avid reader lately, um, but another piece that was like influential to me, and I may be misquoting the title, but it was this book called um, How to Never Be Tired. How to Never Be Tired. Wow. I need yeah. to get that one. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the principles of the of the book were that it showed how to like manage your time, your interests, your money, um, and you know everything that contributes into your life. How to manage that so that everything has its has its own place. And then it goes deeper into like occupational things, like how you treat people, how if you're in a leadership position, how you treat the people that are supposedly under you um, and how people respond better to leaders that 
are empathetic and actually have human qualities rather than being a dictator and things like that. So it just shows basically minimizing the amount of stress in your life or causing stress on other people. And it also gives you, it gives you the peace of mind to do the things that you want to do and freeing up your time so that, you know, you're living a life of passion to where the things that you're doing don't take away from who you are don't take away from your being which only makes you even more tired that's definitely a book that anyone pursuing hip-hop needs to know when it comes to networking and all that yeah absolutely absolutely right dang so what three albums and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today oh man uh i would say Man, that's always hard to say. Um, The first album that I really gravitated to on a major level was Tupac Greatest Hits. It was before I had any of his other CDs. Mm -hmm. I I had that, and it it basically made me a fan of Tupac at a young age when I heard, like... um, Dear Mama, which was always played on the radio, but I didn't know who it was necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, When I heard Dad and Brenda's Got a Baby, and I heard um, I Wonder If Heaven's Got a Ghetto, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and songs like those that were just like really impactful, you know, and like me hearing it because I didn't, I hadn't at that time heard anyone else that was speaking that way. You know, I wasn't up on like Common or anybody else when I was eight, nine years old. Right, yeah. So I really lived with that project. Um, when I got older, I would say Illmatic was mm-hmm. another one, mm-hmm. like huge, 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 huge. And the, the, the album that really made me the MC that I am today is, uh, Lupe Fiasco's Food and Liquor. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is um, cause I, Yeah, because I was, I was already rapping when that came out. And, like, Kanye, College Dropout was, like, a massage. Like, okay, you can be yourself. You can do, you know, it was kind of like, for some people, that was the one that did it for them. But for me, Lupe was, like, the knockout punch. Like, Kanye was, like, a good jab selection but then lupe came it was like bow what was it about lupe this is well the fact that he was like the coolest nerdiest person that hip-hop had probably ever seen right (laughs) you know like this dude his album cover is like a galaxy of all the nerdy stuff he likes (laughs) he's got a song on there talking about this kid who's trying to get his dad to be involved in his life well, that's a dope song birth. yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. from his, the kid and the mother's perspective and didn't have to change no words and you understood you didn't say whoa that was the same verse right yeah you know he was able to make things like really ambitious decisions he was able to make them cool yeah um to even like have kick push be the introduction to who he was and people accepted it right 
was big enough, especially that he got love in Atlanta, which was like, you know, crazy. <laughs> so well, that's dope, man. that was a big move. That was a huge moment for me. And I pretty much at that time, like emulated and tried to structure my rhymes like on par with his yeah. for, for a couple of years. Well, that's I, I like the, the your your selections. That makes sense. Listen to how you flow. You, you, you know, you you come with some some consciousness, some awareness. You you're you're not afraid to show your your nerdy side, if that's right. not the right word. Um. So yeah, no, I get it. <laughs> yeah, all all this all this makes sense, man. So so, what do you want people to mainly take away from Rise of Atlantis? Um, what do I want people to take away from it? Really? Um, I hope people just kind of know about me. Like, cause there's so many personal stories, like didn't do it to necessarily, um, change anyone's mind about anything, but just to kind of like, know that okay there's this dude named jay nolan um this is who he is this is what he represents he's from atlanta he's really working to um redirect some of the energy that we place on atlanta um and he's a really talented artist that i should look into i feel like that is all that I really want out of it, um, especially for me. It's a reintroduction pro- project, um, so I'm treating it like it's br- like I'm a brand new artist. Like the music that I put out in the past pretty much holds no bearing on who I am today. Like this is a tr- like a for for most it's going to be an introduction. For me, it's a reintroduction, of course. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to say it's a it's a good reintroduction, man. High energy, a lot of stuff to think about on the album and. Uh... Just want to say, Jay Nolan, thank you so much for being on Books, Beats, and Beyond, man. Um, man, thank you for having me, man. It's a pleasure. If you want to purchase the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And you know what's cool is, by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, that will go toward the operations of this show. Also, click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. If you did this stuff already, I just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore.